0: This video is sponsored by Game Toppers. Turn your own kitchen or dining room table into a premium portable game solution at a fraction of the cost. Hey everybody, welcome to another drive through mini-vlog. It's been a little while since I did one of these. I actually had a few folks recently ask me why I stopped doing these and you know, where did they go and so on. And one of those folks asked me about the topic that this video is gonna be about, which is why do I have a YouTube channel? <laughs> So uh, I'll try to do these a little bit more often. I know folks did like them. Uh, So if you have any suggestions for any kind of mini vlogs or little topics, uh, kind of things that I can just, you know, tackle for about 10 minutes and uh, let me know. And then I'll do some more of that. A couple of business items before I jump into it. So I recently did a GameFound project. It was successful. Thank you very much to everybody that contributed there. Really appreciate it. I've got my new laptop. I'm able to put out videos now in 4K. Even this vlog that you're looking at is gonna go out in 4K. So I'm super excited about that. Very, very happy with the new computer. And uh, I will have the GameFound project open in basically perpetuity as just kind of a pledge manager. So if you ever feel like you wanted to donate or anything like that, um, I would more than appreciate it. So I'm just gonna kind of leave it open as kind of a central spot for people to donate. And maybe I'll get some uh, tchotchkes or some kind of swag and stuff and I can put it up in there as well. So I just kind of kind of keep it open and uh, keep it useful for as long as I can. Uh, The other thing to note, if you probably noticed at the beginning of the video, is this video was sponsored by Game Toppers. Uh, If you're not familiar with their stuff, it's really awesome. I've got a new Mycroft table from them, which is a big six foot by four foot table. I'll be doing a preview video of that. They've got a new Kickstarter coming up for some new stuff that they've got coming out. Uh, And so I'm really happy uh, about the sponsorship. I'm really happy it's Game Toppers because I've really enjoyed their stuff. Kevin Berkey there he is the owner he's a great guy I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years and so I'm really proud that they're a sponsor I'm really thankful to that so you'll see more of that kind of coming uh, through the rest of the year uh, so I'm super excited for that and one thing to know before I get into kind of the meat of the video is I did have a kind of an origins story video which I'll put a link to below and a lot of other people shared their origin story in the comments of that video I'm not gonna really cover that uh, that that much it's in terms of like my gamer origin story, you know what kind of games got me into the hobby and that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you're curious about that or other people's stuff, you can go look at the link below as well. And uh, let me just jump right into it here. So I will talk just a little bit about my gamer origin story, but right around the time that I started doing uh, videos. So I started thinking about doing videos in 2010, and didn't really get around to it till about 2011. And at the time, I was playing a game called Ascension, which a lot of people know about. And it had just come out. And I was really excited about it and really jazzed up about it. And it kind of brought me back to BoardGameGeek.com at the time. I played Euros and stuff like that probably five, six years before that. And just, you know, through whatever life things, I didn't really play many board games for a while. Probably for a couple of years, kind of off and on. And then, so Ascension really got me back into... The hobby and specifically Board Game Geek. And then I really kind of invested more time in Board Game Geek at that time. Before I didn't really use it, it was very like a sort of a casual user, like not even that, like barely used it. I really just paid, played with my friends. And I had a, one friend of mine there, he was really into Board Game Geek at the time, and he was kind of like, you know, the power user or whatever. And then I got really into it after Ascension. And so by diving around, going through there, I started to see some video reviews, which wasn't really a thing back in like 2004, 2005. there, were, there weren't really any. And so Tom Vassell, who everybody knows, at Dice Tower, he had a lot of videos out. Scott Nicholson was kind of like the original godfather of the YouTube uh, board game video and some other folks back then. So I started to see their videos, and it was really great because you could you know learn how to play a game, especially with like board games with Scott. He would teach you how to play a game, which was awesome and not really anything that was available uh, at all, other than reading the rules, there was no like video instructions ever. And you know, for me, that was a good way that I learned how to play the game. So that got me really fired up and juiced up about that. And then about that time, uh, like HD camcorders and stuff were out. And so I had actually bought for my wife, a little digital camera for taking pictures, but it also did video and it did it in 720p, which is like nothing these days. But back then that was like, you could get like really nice sharp pictures of cards and text and things like that. And I was really at the point, I'm gonna look at some notes here, uh, because I kind of broke this into three sort of eras of my channel. Um, And I was really into, um, at that point, like starting to see games that didn't have videos for them that were older. And I really started to go after games that I had played that I really enjoyed. I was like, okay, well, there's no video for this. So, for example, there was, like, no video for the game Samurai, which was a Reiner Knitsa game. And so I went and did a video about that. Uh, there, was a vi- there was no video for this game called Oniram, which was, like, a solo game, which I had picked up around this time as well to play solo. Because I was really starting to get into the hobby, and I always wanted to be playing games. So I was like, oh, cool, a solo game. This is crazy. At that time, I was like... You can play a game. solo. What you know? So I played that and did a, that. Was my first ever video review? Uh, was Oniram, and then you know Samurai and like lots of other ones like Thern and Taxi, Acquire, which is an old game from the sixties. And so I was trying to go and find games that didn't have videos for them and just do that because I was like, these games have to have a video. They have to have a video for them. And then around that time, uh, Board Game Geek actually ran some kind of a, it was like a contest or initiative for folks to make videos for all these old games that, you know, hadn't gotten videos. Because at the time, like, Scott had stopped doing videos and Tom was doing, like, the review thing. He was getting new uh, games in and, and basically kind of reviewing the new games that people wanted to buy. And not a lot of people were really doing many videos back then at all. And so I really got into that. And I, it really just kind of, the bug bit me. I wanted to do, like, music. There was a guy that used to make videos called Dragon Strike. He doesn't do them anymore. But he would always put some like music that was thematic with the games and stuff like that, and I was like, "This is really cool. It's like a cinematic thing," because it really kind of triggered this whole uh, vibe that the board games could could bring you. And I was like, "This is great. You can have like a Lord of the Rings game, you know, with some music from the movies, and then you know, YouTube copyright comes down and lays the hammer down." So I stopped doing that pretty much like a year or so after i started doing the video so my first era was kind of that 2011-2012 era no idea what, what i was doing um the camera that i had was so junky so if i was standing over it like this and shooting the components the sound sounded really good in the mic but if i set it up like i haven't set it up now this my, my phone here um then the, the mic did not pick up really any sound so i had to like go to my webcam And then my webcam looked horrifying on my laptop back then. And so it was, it looked really bad. So I was like, I'm going to make this black and white when I'm talking to the camera. And then of course, when I go to show the components and talk about it, I would make a color, of course, because you don't want to see it black and white. And then like, I don't know, most people seem to like start to like that after a while, but I did get like a lot of comments, like just real mean ones sometimes, not too much, but it's like, why are you doing black and white on your face? And then, you know, I'm like, why do you care? (laughs) Like, it's just my face. I don't, I'm not here to like, and this is, this is one of my sort of things. I'm not really here to like be a personality for you at the time. And like, I'm just a black and white face. I'm just carrying some information and then we're going to look at the game. The game is the personality. And so I didn't, I didn't care. So I stopped doing that because for a lot of different reasons, but just um, I kind of, you know, things evolve and you just kind of change how you, how you get into things. Uh, so that first era was was a, was a fun era. I had no idea what I was doing, and I had really no idea how to talk about the game. Um, and I think in, in some ways, my early years, so to speak, I was sort of repeating things that I was reading on Board Game Geek or seeing in other videos and stuff. And sort of the way I would approach games and look at them, I think naturally was kind of informed by stuff I was reading and watching. Um, and of course, you know, myself as well, but I was still like going through that, Transition period, I think, when I was trying to figure out how I'm supposed to talk about games, how I want to talk about games. So there's a lot of going back and forth. I used to have like um, like a subtitle on my videos, and it was very snarky and sarcastic. And you know, like for a choir, I called it Monopoly Killer. And for I used to always just say something killer, something killer on there. And then just because I was being sort of tongue-in-cheek because of, at the time it was like oh when a new game would come out it would be like oh this is the ticket to ride killer or this is this killer and I just thought that was like silly and um, and so I was do- doing it kind of tongue-in-cheek and I would do things that wouldn't really make a lot of sense unless you looked and like looked up the definition of the word and stuff <laughs> so that first era those first two years is that really like you know nest you know, just still in the womb kind of idea there with the whole video process and me just trying to figure it out and, you know, having a new toy and playing with that. And, and like I've said a lot of times on the channel, like just talking about games and getting, getting my feet wet and getting my, my language kind of set. So the second era is from 2013 to 15. And I started to get more into like researching, um, and digging into like trying to find, different mechanics and cool mechanics. I started messing around with like war games. I got really into the coin games around 2013 and 14, and um, and some other kind of war games and stuff like that. And really, I think some of the some of the seeds were planted for me to get more into miniature games, which I've done recently. Um, but an interesting thing kind of happens there is like Kickstarter start, started to come out more. I, mean, I think 2012 was when the first Kickstarter board game came out with Alien Frontiers. But Kickstarter started to gain like a lot more traction now. It's like a pervasive, you know behemoth in the hobby and also like the social um, Not social deduction games, but like the social games that where there's a lot of talking like werewolves and uh, Excuse me one night ultimate werewolf and Werewords and stuff like that came later, but a lot of those things um, resistance that stuff started to happen the micro games and and I started to experiment as well, kind of separately from that. You know, the game world kind of started to separate. You know, we had Kickstarters trying different things, doing different things, and these little games that didn't weren't really board games or card games or anything, but really focused around that table experience. And at the time, that's when I started to start to collaborate with other people. I had a podcast uh, with Undated Viking and Marco Arnardo, and then um, did more things. If you go back to the era, I'll be do things with Richard Hamm a little bit, and... Lots of other people, Ronnie Smith and Jamie Kee, uh Marty Cannell, and lots of other folks, Chaz Marler. You know, I was on people's channel, they were on mine, so I was really sort of growing into some of these relationships that I had, not just with other content creators, but also with other people that I've met through the videos. I mean, there's some people that I would legitimately call a friend that aren't necessarily a content creator, but are just people that I've met uh, that are you know viewers of my videos. And stuff like that and we'd met at conventions and you know now we're Facebook friends or whatever and uh, and we communicate on a somewhat you know regular basis and uh, and so that sort of growing and that extension of that kind of thing uh, really kind of uh, started in this point I started going to conventions a lot more and and almost in a work way but not really I mean I did like coverage of Gen Con and videos and stuff like that so I was really kind of stretching my legs there and it was kind of that next sort of natural sort of evolution, but in 2015, I'm going to get to the general why why I still do them in a minute. But in 2015, I feel like I peaked a little bit, and that next probably two years, 2015 at the end of that, but then 16 and 17 um, was where I I peaked in a way that I thought it sucked me in. So you got like just to kind of relate to you sort of where I'm at like mentally or where I was at mentally. Was I, you know I'd found this toy, played around with it, got into it, started to get into these other things, you know started making some friends, some other contacts and stuff like that and the board game world was really kind of exploding at the time with Kickstarter and all these other things, and I really kind of like grew along with that in a way in, in my own kind of parallel universe in a way, and I really got sucked into like the abyss of it and just um the whole hobby side of making videos and trying to play around with what that was about. Because at the beginning, there was no real, like, plan. I mean, I didn't, like, start making videos and go, this is going to be my career or I'm going to quit my job. That, like, was not even an inkling of a beginning of a thought ever. Now, I did see people during this second period start to kind of go that direction. Like, Rodney Smith is a great example of that. Even Tom Vassell, um, you know, they started out... But, you know, I don't want to speak for them. But those guys, you know, I've talked to them. They had a a plan to try to to grow this into something that's like a sustainable uh, model, Um, which I'm just, I mean, I'm over the moon happy about that they've been able to do that because that lends legitimacy to the hobby itself. Um, So you have these quote-unquote media outlets and stuff like that. But for me, that was never really like, not really a goal. Now, around this time, I started to sort of play with that in my head because I saw people going that way. And I'm like, well, that's a fun way to make a living compared to what I was doing on my job, my job is fine, I enjoy my job, but it was like, this is way more fun, you know, because I write code, which I enjoy, <laughs> but I'm like, this is cool, you could just be a YouTuber, and, you know, play games a whole bunch, and make videos, and stuff like that, and it's fun for me to do the whole process, so I think in my brain at that time, I kind of, like, dipped my toes sort of into that world, but not, like, with, like, full force and tension, and not with the commitment that would, you know, make it actually be a thing and so be not be not because i didn't do that because i was never going to do that because i kind of footsied around with that it sort of made me kind of peek out right at the end of 2015 and i had sort of a um a moment there when i was sitting at breakfast the day i was leaving bgg con at the end of 2015 and i was just had i can still visualize it i was sitting i don't want to name him because i don't want him to think like this has anything to do with him but I was sitting next to a really famous designer and he came down and told me that he really liked one of my videos about his stuff. And um, and to me, this guy's like kind of a genius. And, uh, and it just like put me like in a strange space and just really like kicked me like emotionally into like this black hole kind of orbit thing. Not necessarily in a negative way, but just really like knocked me. I was like, I so I got to this point, right? And I was like... I met this guy and he came to me and sat down for breakfast and, you know, he just expressed that he really enjoyed what I had said about his games and some of that stuff. And I I had been somewhat critical of one of his games at the time. So, but to me, I'm still, as a fan, like flabbergasted, you know, every so often when I see a new game and this guy's games are really good and and, um, really flabbergasted. So this guy came, it was kind of like Michael Jordan coming and sitting down next to you and saying, you know... You know he's not comparing me to himself but he said you know i really like what you do in your own little space and i was like oh okay holy crap and that put me in a moment when i was like i don't need to do anything more like i don't really need to do anything more not that i was looking for that validation but i'm like how much further can i go with this because i'm not trying to make it anything bigger than i am i'm just still trying to do what i'm doing and that put me in a strange space it wasn't because of what he said but I was already in that space, you know, and that just sort of was like the key that sort of unlocked that. And I was like, okay, so it put me in a weird spot. And that those next couple of years after that was a little bit of burnout. I think I, at one point I took like a six-month break uh, at that time. And I, I really needed that um, because I just like had done so much for the past. That would have been about five years worth of stuff. And then I started to get into the hobby side of it where I was painting, assembling minis and, you know, playing around with Frostgrave had come out like a year before that and getting into some of this stuff. And so I kind of had retreated into a new space for myself, um, in terms of, you know, just a hobby and everything. And I was still playing games like, you know, every week, every other week with my friends and at work and stuff like that. And, you know, with the family here and there. And so I kind of had retreated into that because I was at a point where like, if I want to push this further, I should, and I don't really want to push it further, but I just, I want to keep doing it. But when you sort of take something and it grows, there's a tendency to want to have it keep growing and getting bigger. I think It's just some, not always, but a lot of times you want to just keep, you know, you it's like momentum. You keep going and going and going. And I, and I was happy where I was, you know, when this guy sat down with me at breakfast, I was like, oh, I'm really happy with that where I'm at. But I'm like, I don't want it to get bigger so much. But I also don't want it to not get bigger. You know, it's very strange. Because if it, if for some reason I had like twice as many subscribers or something, like, oh, okay, great. I and mean, that's awesome. But I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to take me with it. I wanted, to, I wanted it, I wanted to take it. You know, if, if you can understand what I'm saying there. And that's, I was at a strange point there. And... You know, I, and I played around with like doing a Patreon and stuff and that actually put some weight on me because I was like, well, because it's a monthly thing and, and I have to sort of like meet a demand, even though nobody's ever been demanding of me as far as viewership goes really. Um, that was also a thing that sort of made me burn out a little bit. Because I was like, why why would I do a Kickstarter to go to Gen Con or get new equipment? Like let me just throw up a Patreon and leave it there. If people want to contribute, they can. But then in my brain, I was shifting to the miniature games too, not away from Euro games or anything, but I was like, well, if I start doing stuff that people don't want, they might feel, you know, make them feel bad about, you know, contributing to me. They're like, well, this is not what I signed up for. So the growth of it is, it can be a tricky thing. You have to be kind of aware of what you want to do. So anyway, that sort of 2016 to 2018 after 2015 was kind of a burnout period. And I was still experimenting. I started to do like my own drive-through FM podcast, so that started back then. And then, so I kind of got over myself <laughs> after a while. And so I say the last period is 2019 to now. And of course, the last few years with COVID has been very strange for everybody. Um, but for the channel, like you know, my board game group still does not really meet on a regular basis. I I play games um, about every week or every other week and uh, with some folks from the game group, but it just hasn't gotten quite back. Like the scheduling and everything hasn't gotten back because we used to play at a store and that store is not really there anymore. And um, so it's just been kind of odd. So the, that routine that I sort of used to have, is, is kind of gone away. But I've been I mean, in like a really good spot since 2019 until now, where now this has become, and this is getting to the, the last part of the question, you know, why do you have a YouTube channel? um because over the last 10 11 years the youtube channel's been sort of fused with the process of of playing games for me and having a spot to come and talk about uh the process and and getting back to that kind of thing of being kind of blown away by games is giving me that outlet to do that and i was telling another uh content creator friend of mine um we were working on something together this was this is probably 2 years ago now in 2020 and you know, the thing it didn't really work out what we were going to work on together, but um, we were sort of going back and forth about it. And I told him, and, and I said it out loud. And when I said it out loud, I was like, "Okay, that's this is why I do this." And I says I have to keep doing this because it allows me to breathe, and I think that's an important thing for folks to have. And this is it gets back to sort of the whole hobby thing, um, and the whole YouTube thing for me. And I see this a lot, even with folks that don't do content creation is when they get into the hobby, the board game hobby, or miniature painting, or Warhammer, or you know anything, um, there can be, not, not for everybody, but I, maybe it's a certain personality thing, there can be a desire to be good at your hobby, or to excel at your hobby. And that's okay. You know, I've seen guys like Rodney Smith, or Tom Vassell, or you know, the folks over at Man vs. Meeple, or the folks at Secret Cabal, and I could go on and on, uh, Shut Up and Sit Down, and those guys. Um, Although those guys are professional journalists <laughs> anyway but uh, um, so I but it, again though even for them you know it board games started off as a hobby I believe they were in video game journalism and some other stuff before that but at one point board games was a hobby for them and so but, but I've seen my point is that I've seen people take their hobby and then turn it into a job so to speak um, but I, not everybody has to do that, and I think that's important to allow your hobby to be something that is is fun um you can still you can still try to try to do your best out like for example if you're painting miniatures um you're just going to get better by doing it and it's okay to get better but you don't really have to like compete at your hobby you don't have to compete at being good at miniature painting if you don't want i mean i i love miniature painting and I don't really care if I ever win a golden demon or I mean like, I'm not even going to try like I don't care. <laughs> I mean I just do not. But I want to keep making it better and I want to keep playing games and making videos and because it allows me to breathe and it's a hobby. And um and that's that's why I do it because it is a way to pass the time for me and and it's it's enjoyable and so that's why there's the channel. I mean the channel started with just sort of a random spontaneous thing like I talked about in two thousand eleven, and it sucked me in it grabbed me and in a way in a way it tried to take control of me, kind of I'm being a little bit metaphorical there, and then you know I decided no, I'm not gonna marry you <laughs> um you're gonna just you're gonna be my friend, and that's where that's where it stayed and so and i and I think that's where it's gonna stay so um, so there it is. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing there. So if you have any other topics there about, uh, uh, things you want me to cover, um, I will do some more stuff cause I have been asked also about like, uh, the games in my collection that stay in my collection and some other stuff about, uh, my game room and some of my video stuff and stuff like that. So I will do some sporadic Uh, mini vlogs about that kind of stuff you know kind of just stuff around here sort of personal stuff kind of you know my game collection is not that personal but um things like that I'll do things about sort of what's going on in here but if there's any sort of outside topics or anything that you see that you're like you know what what are your thoughts on you know some random thing that you saw happen or whatever um yeah I'd be down to talk about that so anyway thanks for watching and listening I appreciate it thank you